0: Aloha and welcome. This is Soul, your host, for an extraordinary marathon. Over the next two hours, you're going to get to meet people from Team Seekers and Team Clarity. These are the same people that are sharing their 52 week journey with you in our on demand blog talk radio series. This show is all about helping you get to the answer yes. And the question, (laughs) the question is, are you paid what you're worth overall? If you take the big overview of your life, are you paid what you're worth? Yes or no? I'm delighted now to open up the lines and let's dive in. Before we open up the lines, I have some thank yous that I want to share. It's all too common for events that we have the thank yous at the end while everybody's putting on their coats and dashing out the door. I want to do thank yous right up front. The first and foremost, the thank you to David, the chap who has allowed me to be a guest in his home for, I'm sure, far too long. Without David's support and help, we would not be at where we're at right now. So to David, thank you very much. Next, we poke on to the team captains. The team captains are Christina Irvin and Marcia Sortino. I want to thank them in advance for all the hard work that they have been doing and having the ability to pull this wonderful live radio show off. We're going to get to meet them both. Final thank you, I want to give a shout out to the Senior Vice President of the National Seizures Disorder Foundation, David H. Paul. He's doing some wonderful magic technologically wise so that we all can get in here and play and have a lot of fun. With that in mind, Christina Irvin is the team captain of Team Clarity. She has helped all of the people that you're about to hear on the show tonight She's helped every single one of them find their way to the Pay Me What I'm Worth program. Miss Christina, aloha. Hello, Cole. Good to be here today. I so look forward to mixing it up and getting to learn about how you thought things would be in your life today had it not been for Pay Me What I'm Worth. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that, too. (laughs) So, folks, tonight we're offering this back-to-school special to do a little proofing. Christina's been in the program since March of this year, and Christina, if I were to tell you that in six months' time you would be at where you're at physically and emotionally, possibly spiritually, I mean, I sat you down and bullet pointed out every one of the ahas that you've reported on your blog and in your radio shows, what would you have told me? Yeah, I would have told you that's crazy, but
1: I really didn't come to do all that much talking about me right now, so... I want to interview you.
0: I want to ask you some questions. You, you game for that? I am, and so is everybody else. Shall we do a quick round of introductions before we dive in? Sounds good.
2: All right. David, shout out. Where are you calling in from? Hi, this is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota, Executive Vice President at National Feature Disorders Foundation. Hi, Joel. Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here, too. And
3: your boss
0: is on the line. Tanya.
2: Terrific, Tanya Heathco,
4: President of National Seizure Disorders Foundation, calling in today from the great state of Tennessee. It's good to be here, Sol.
0: Aloha. I'm glad that you're here. And the other boss is here, Chelsea.
4: <laughs> Hi, Sol. How are you? This is Chelsea Wells. I'm a social worker here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Glad to see Tennessee representing tonight. And it's good to be here.
0: I'm glad you're here too. All right, the Taskmaster, Marsha.
5: Hey, I am from Boston, Massachusetts, and my name is Marsha Sortino, and I'm so happy to be here.
0: Also from the East Coast, we have a diva, and her name is Julia. <laughs>
6: Hi, Soul. Hi, everyone. This is Julia Cologne, and I am calling from Bronx, New York. It's normally called the Boogie Down Bronx, but I say I'm from the city that never sleeps.
0: I love it. All right. Christina, you want to flip it, huh? You want to interview me. I'm trembling. What question are you going to ask me?
1: Well, actually, I'm just curious.
0: Like, What in the world,
1: thinking about writing this book when you were going into writing this book, what what were you thinking about? What made you decide it was time to write this book?
3: Hmm.
0: That would be back in 2005. The state of the economy at that point, everyone was on overload because lots of layoffs, lots of unemployment, lots of stress around finances, lots of depression around people's self-worth. And I also was abundantly aware that I was at a – where I hadn't really shown my gratitude to one of my teachers – for everything that she has helped me become. This book got channeled in 45 days and was published in six months. According to most people that I talk to, that's unheard of. Wow.
1: So let me ask you, because 52 weeks is a long time. Most times today you get a course, if you get a course, even four weeks long, that's considered a long time. What in the world made you think feel like it had to be
0: 52 weeks 52 weeks is just the beginning folks as we unfold in our journey there are things that happen in each season that's unique to each season true yeah sure i don't know about you but i've heard a number of students tell me that when it comes to the holidays they resort back to being children when they go back to their parents place and all the old crap that happened when they were kids starts all over again, right? Boy. <laughs> it's 52 weeks long because we want to take our time. I've learned that if we push the process, you're going to have to go through it again and again and again. Shall we do it right the first time? Yeah, I'm all for that. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and to be honest with you, I literally, haven't gone halfway through it at this point, I want to go right back to day one. I'm I'm feeling like it's going too
0: fast now. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, do you dare open it up to anybody else on the panel?
1: Oh, I, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm curious what David has to ask you.
2: Oh, you asked for it, Christina. Oh, boy. Okay, Mr. Soul Dancer a lot of people say you know i really want to become a millionaire oh i really want to become a millionaire what can you and pay me what i'm worth do to help me become a millionaire is that what your real focus is is to become a millionaire no it's really not my focus that's just what i wanted to ask i wanted i i'm sure there are a few people on the line that want to have an answer to that question
0: so for those of you who are looking to make a million dollars to think that you're going to be comfortable Ladies and gentlemen, I recall back in the day, in the early 80s, sitting down at my desk one weekend, one snowy, wintry Minnesota weekend, and having a heart attack because it occurred to me that if I weren't earning $25,000 every week, I was going to be homeless. Had I kept up that timeline, I wouldn't be on this show right now. I'd actually be dead because at that point – I was very close to 300 pounds. I hadn't quite topped out yet at 326 pounds, hadn't quite had the coronary yet. (laughs) Fast forward a few years, while I was in the process of becoming a monk for the second time, it dawned on me that I had gone four years, David, four years, without touching or needing money, and I was happier, healthier during that time. Than I was when I was earning between twenty-five to one hundred and ten thousand dollars a month. So for those of you who are looking for just the money issue, I'm going to save you some time. Go ahead and check out now, because this program, a byproduct, is you will become a millionaire if you set your sights on it. But if that's your only reason for joining tonight's call is to become a millionaire, I'm going to rattle your cage. That's not the only thing that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. You have another question or are you going to
3: toss
2: it to the next person? You know, so I would like to pass the the question and answer for you on to Ms. Marsha Sortino. Oh, no, not Marsha. <laughs>
3: not Marsha.
5: How did I know that? <laughs> I am loving my journey here. And one reason that I'm taking it is because I realized that, that something was missing in my life. And I couldn't pinpoint it. And as soon as I started taking classes with Miss Christina, I was, honestly, I was uncovering things I didn't know about myself. I thought I knew myself so well. I'm At my age, shouldn't I know myself? And I was uncovering all the things I didn't know as well as all the weeds that I needed to pull out. I really thought, oh, I have it all together. But I tell you, this has been a journey and a half. And I love exploring. That, to me, is so exciting. It's what makes life worth it to me to be able to explore
0: everything rather than analyze. So, Marsha, you're really bored, huh? Haven't done much of this class, have you?
5: So I come on I come into class and I'm like so excited what's our next what's the next part of this journey. I can't wait to find out what's what something new about myself or something new about somebody else that I'm talking to and it's just been so much fun. It's been such well, fun.
0: What's what's hilarious is just this week I'm gonna turn the tables back on to Christina. Neener, neener, neater Christina made a confession, and I'm going to share that confession on the show. Unless, of course, Christina
3: wants to share that confession herself. I don't remember what. I'm always making confessions anymore, it seems like, when I talk to you, so Which one
1: are we talking about?
0: She goes, Saul, so, this don't seem like work anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's for that's for sure. Uh, it doesn't feel like work anymore, and and then that's because I I'm not in my head always thinking. Is this the right thing? Is so and so going to take this the wrong way? Are their feelings going to be hurt? Is somebody going to perceive me as being a witch with a
2: bee, You know,
1: <laughs> like I'm not really concerned about the external world so much because I know my intentions And stepping into my own voice understanding my intentions and giving everybody else their freedom of choice to think otherwise or to get in touch with my intentions has been so liberating.
0: Nice. It's been so liber- Nice.
1: Yeah. And I've actually spoken to a lot of people, and I don't know if it's okay for me to ask you a quick question and jump out of turn real quick. I've talked to several people this past week who are entrepreneurs, having a hard time with asking for the sale. And if you remember so, that's initially why I was attracted to this process, because I was having a hard time asking for the sale in my business. But I'm just curious. You have this wonderful ability to be able to say, this is what I'm going to offer you. These are the terms. You don't blink. You're unapologetic about it. You don't worry about the price. You don't even worry about someone else's ability to be able to pay for it. How did you get to that point?
0: I recognized early on most people confused my confidence with arrogance. And I began to get in touch with wh- where's that line between confidence and arrogance? And what I discovered is I was missing compassion. And as soon as I started mixing in my awareness of compassion, my confidence softened. And Christina, when people tell me, soul, I don't have time to take your program. Soul, your program costs too much. What they're really telling me, Christina, is soul, I'm afraid. And I have to honor their fear. Their fear is neither right or wrong, good or bad. It just is. True? Yes. And so when Absolutely. I approach it from that standpoint, there's no reason to feel squishy about, well, Christina, I know it's – oh, I'm really sorry to tell you this. It's. Yes, God, I know you're going to kill me. It's going to be 52 weeks, and oh, Christ, you're now really going to kill me. It's $210 a month. I'm really sorry. I can give you some discounts. I mean I really want you in class. Does that sound familiar, Christina? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I see that someone from the National Caesar Disorder Foundation, Jason, has dialed in. Jason, I'm going to put you on to live radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sol. I'm delighted you're here, my teams are are battering me with questions and I know that David told you to be a devil's advocate. I'm almost I'm almost afraid to unmute you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kinda
1: of natural for me.
3: I've been thinking about why would someone who doesn't really know what your program's all about actually get into your program. Well they wouldn't. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you didn't know anything about the program, why bother? But the really cool thing here, Jason, how many of the Team Seekers blog talk radio shows have you listened to so far?
3: I've listened to about three of them.
0: Okay. What are you gaining out of those radio shows so far?
3: I've been gaining some knowledge from them to a certain degree.
0: One of the extra benefits of this program is – When you come into class, part of our pre-screening call is to talk about the fact that we record every class. And every class recording, unedited, is put up for the team in in a library so that you can come back to it and listen to yourself later. But then we employ some folks to clean it up a little bit, make sure it's really tight, so that you can go out and listen to the people that you know, listen to them go through the class. So instead of talking about what we do, you get to hear what we do. So you get to hear David and Tonya go through the program. And if at some point in time you think, hmm, hmm, yeah, I'd like to be part of that, you'd have to talk to David or Tonya. Miss Julia.
6: I am very, very pleased with the results that I have accomplished with Pay Me What I'm Worth since I first started this program and thank God for Christina Irvin because she is the one who introduced me to the program and felt that I would do very well and she was correct. Through these exercises, I've just grown so much uh, personally, professionally, there has been great changes within me and I'm just very, very excited to see more of the changes and what I have to go through so I can accomplish my purpose. Going through these exercises and through the program and meeting everyone has just been very rewarding, and it's been a great experience that I'm never going to forget.
2: Wow. Well,
0: Julia, I recall what yes. you were like when you started our program, and there was something you were really afraid of. Are you still afraid of that no, now no. that you've gone through the program?
6: No. 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 Why? No. What The changed? program has helped me focus on my goals, what it is that I want to accomplish, and I just did not feel the proper word I would call it is in bondage. I felt as if I was stuck, and I couldn't get out, and I felt that I was drowning, and I was keeping my head above water with all the responsibilities of... My job and my family and my daughter and the the household chores And there were just things that I wanted to do with my life That I just could not do And I came to the realization that life is short And I need to make the best of it Because tomorrow is not guaranteed This present moment And when I open my eyes, the present moment is guaranteed And I have to take advantage of that and I realized that once again something had to give and, and in order for me to see that change I had to change myself And deal with the fear of resigning from my job Deal with the fear of starting a new business Deal with the fear of trusting others And all of that stemmed from me And what I was thinking And I realized that I am so worthy of the things that I want And what I want to accomplish is my right to have that and I just decided I wasn't going to let anyone plant a seed in my head that that it's not possible, that it is possible because I'm possible and I deserve it. It's my God-given right to have it. I just have to really, really want it really bad and when I made that decision, that's what I was gonna do. That's when things started to change for me and I'm no longer afraid. I take on the challenges and so many things that I've learned. I just did not resist the good things that are that have happened to me and that are going to come my way. And all stems from me believing in myself and me believing in my heart, body, soul, mind, that I am worthy of this. And this program has helped me work it out and, and become the woman that I am today in six months. I'm not who I was six months ago. No, 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 no.
1: Hey, Julia, if you don't mind me asking a follow-up question, because we just had uh, our Team Clarity call yesterday morning, and the past couple of weeks in this chapter have sort of revealed a really big aha moment to, for you. And since that the recording hasn't been posted to the Blog Talk radio show yet, I think it's profound to go ahead and talk about it tonight, if you don't mind.
6: Okay, so previously, before Pay Me What I'm Worth, if I can maybe say I was defensive when I felt that I was being pushed into doing something I didn't want to do, or I felt very, very stressed out, and every day was always a distraction. I just felt like something was keeping me from progressing, and when that distraction would set me off. And... In a sense that I was being defensive and my words were harsh. And thankfully, I still have the relationships that I do have, but I was not approachable. There were times that I was harsh and I realized that through this chapter that we just finished that it's not for myself. I could have done it differently. I I can say no politely. I can say I can't do this right now. This is not its not right for me, but I will get back to you. And I realized that being harsh is not beneficial. It doesn't benefit me to be mean to someone. Instead of focusing on the emotion, I needed to focus on why was I acting this way? and change things around so that way I can react differently uh, with others because it's it's not fair to the other person. And I wanted to change. And going through this exercise, I realized that that was something I was doing. And if it wasn't for this exercise, I would not have known this.
1: That's, that's so profound, and I really wanted to highlight that So. Just to to kind of reiterate or, or piggyback off of what Julia's just shared her huge aha I got okay. that skill right.
6: <laughs> I also learned that I was resisting the good things. That the universe or that I am manifesting into myself without even realizing, because I'm working, I'm going, I'm doing the things that I love to do. And so I'm giving it out to the world and I'm getting feedback, which is great feedback. People want to contact me, they want to talk with me, they want to know more about me. And I was resisting. And when I realized that, I wasn't receiving and accepting the goodness that I deserve. When I realized that, it just changed my whole perspective on everything. And I'm just grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to just see this part of my life that is changing. And I look forward to tomorrow because I remember six months ago, I wasn't looking forward to the next day, and I am today. And I'm willing to accept and receive even a thank you is is fantastic because I know it really means something to that person because I've made a difference. Woo-hoo!
0: Excellent, excellent. Thank you, thank
2: you, thank you, Miss Julia. Julia does not know this, and so I, you don't know this either. One of the very first things I did when I came on to when I when I came and looked at Tammy, what I'm worth, and when I was looking for an opportunity, looking for a mentor, looking for a program that could help bridge the gap for all of the people that I've been helping in National Seizure Disorders Foundation, one of the key things that happened that helped me to make the, the decision that I'm all in with this Mr. Soul dancer and in this, in this program, the, one of the reasons was that I went and listened to one of the recorded calls from Team Clarity. I think it was like week number, three or four. And Julia was on there. And Soul had asked a question, and Julia came with both barrels, she came with, well, I mean, it was like Tasmanian devil uh, on on emotionally, and she came with both barrels. And Sol's response was really easy. It was really cool. It was healing, and and it, but it was amazing how it all. It it's it like Julie had an aha moment. She had this major aha moment on that call, and I got to listen in. I got the honor of listening in. And I knew right there, because uh, I'm I can feel that. I mean, I, that happens to me a lot, where I'll just. I get emotional.
4: <laughs>
2: leave those emotions and get everybody charged up. But sometimes it goes the other way around where I'm in. So that was a moment where a clarity for me was that, boy, I need this program. I need this program because I need to learn how to be able to reel in those emotions and be able to explore safely. <laughs> what you're saying,
0: David, is because of Team Clarity is one of their calls, you got to eavesdropping on one of their calls that told you what you needed to know about diving
2: into this program, and that was Jason's question. Yeah, I went and I listened to Team Clarity's calls, and and I heard Chris, I heard Julia being really very raw and open, and she got good answers, and she got good feedback, and she, and I knew immediately that that's, this is what we wanted. That that I wanted to be in with this, so that I wanted to do this too. The one
6: thing about this program. And Is that I'm I'm not going Through this journey by myself And it, Building relationships With others There has to be trust in it You have to build the trust And me building The relationship Because I know I know that soul cares for me I know that Christina cares for me I know that Marsha and Patty and Chelsea I know that Team Clarity cares for me And I just felt that what i was going through at the moment was it was really really hard for me and i know I, I knew i had to go through it and to have everyone there very supportive of me it was very encouraging and i knew that i didn't know what to do it was very hard for me to go through this by myself because it was a decision that i made and to have the support from um, people is encouraging and and to this day they're still with me. It's, it's that's a perfect
1: segue, Julia, because I I think that you've brought up so many good things tonight. But one of the things that people have asked me why this program is so important and, and why can't they just read the book? And that speaks to that question. So I actually would like for you to speak to it a little bit more. In one of the chapters, we talk about that very thing when it comes to resistance and not accepting what it is that is right there in front of you because of the chaos committee getting all riled up. They're getting the boot. Can you speak to that real quickly?
0: One of the primary reasons why we offer the Blog Talk radio shows is because, Christina, you're changing. Marsha's changing, Julia's changing, David's changing, Daniel's changing, David's changing, Chris is changing, Rick is changing, Cheryl's changing, everybody's changing. And people who know you, when they start to see you change, that could cause a problem. Now, when you invite someone to join your program, the first thing they can probably think of that I, – I I bet they're thinking, what type of Kool-Aid are you trying to sell me, right? Mhm. <laughs> You're drinking too much of the Kool-Aid. I'm glad these things are happening for you, but I don't have the time, and I don't have the money. And when I hear I don't have the time and I don't have the money, what I hear is I'm afraid to have access to what I need to be successful. Is it fair to say that we fear success more than we fear failure? We've heard that said before. Yeah. Do you think it's true? Yeah, I can personally speak to it. Care to give an example?
1: With success comes expectations of others. People start to then expect you to always be on top of your game, never make a mistake, always be one of the top dogs. I've had those moments in the past where I'm like, "What? I don't want to fail in front of the whole world. I might have an off day. And that was before this course. But now I don't even I don't even think about it. I don't even think twice about stepping into the moment or fearing that someone will see that I'm scared of the moment. That doesn't even cross
0: my mind. What tipped? What fell what pieces fell into place, Christina, that you're now comfortable in doing what you were uncomfortable in doing? What changed?
1: I started to understand what skills I truly did have that I I had gotten blind to myself. And I started to understand also that the Lord's already put a lot of – everything that I need is already inside me. And I was either blind to what I already have inside me or playing small as a result of fear because I was afraid of what someone else would think of me. Once I realized that I was acting in response to the external world rather than stepping fully into what I already had inside me, man, I was like, kick rocks. <laughs> Get out of the way.
0: <laughs> Do you mind sharing how you're Isn't it- navigating your parents since starting this program, Christina?
1: Yeah. It's for those who, don't, who may not know that's been my – my boundaries with my parents has not always been good because I've always played that hero role in my in my family. So I've always done everything that my parents wanted me to do, and I've always been the good kid, and I've always had the fear of disappointing them. And I didn't set that boundary. And since I've been in this course, and I, I was always a ball of stress. <laughs> like it would even keep me from going home to, to visit sometimes. And since I've been in this course, I can now say, look, mom, dad, like I don't feel that way, or I don't want that. That's not my intention. Th- that's not my goal. This is how I want to go about this. And I'm a grown woman now, respectfully saying, r- respectfully telling you that, really, I've listened to what you have to say. Not going to go with that option. Going to go with my option. And literally, I've found it increasingly, they're getting better at holding that boundary, like not pushing that boundary. It's one of those things that
0: you teach people how to treat you, you teach people how to how to speak to you, you know. So if I were to tell you in March, if I met you at the grocery store and we started talking about pay me what I'm worth and I asked you, Christina, are you paid what you're worth? And you of course go, Hell no and I say, Well I'll tell you what, in six months time um, all of these boundary issues you have with your parents are gonna start being cleared up. What would you say? I've been like,
1: no. Nah. I'm thirty eight years old and it is it keeps getting worse. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but one of the things <laughs> one of the things that this program has revealed to me is my ever present tendency to try to control situations. During a call with you where I realized I had that aha moment that I can't control what is already meant to be. Like I'm trying to play God, and I can't do that. It, All I can do is know for a fact that whatever comes in front of me or whatever the situation, I already have the answers inside me as to how to navigate it. So rather than expending that energy on trying to control it, I actually just allow it to just be.
0: That's such
1: a liberating stance. It's it's very liberating.
3: Mm-hmm. And with each
1: aha, uh-huh, so can I just say that with each aha uh-huh, that I've had, and I, I would dare to say everybody on the call so far has had, with each aha, uh-huh, it liberates you. It liberates me so much more that I actually have the bandwidth mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the spiritually. I actually have the bandwidth to actually serve others because I'm not bogging myself down. It's kind of like a computer. When uh, If anybody knows, if you have 10, 12 tabs up and you're running some stuff in the background, your computer starts to run slower because you're using up all the RAM, right? We're the right. same way. We are the exact same way. So if I'm getting stuck trying to control situations and I'm and I'm – talking certain ways and I'm resisting the what's already out there for the universe and I'm stuck in analyzing and judging and trying to perfect things and being critical, if I'm stuck in all of that, then I'm weighed down. I don't have the freedom to be aware of the moment so that I can respond appropriately, effectively, so that I can serve others. And that way, I'm always exhausted. I'm doing that way. So I found this liberating so much in that way. Wow. That's huge. Sorry, you got me on my soapbox.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is huge. At this time of the year, I don't know about you, but I still, at the age of 54, after completing my master's program, I still feel that urge to go back to school. Every single week as I teach the classes that you are learning about, I get to go back to school and I get to learn. And one of the people that's teaching me some extraordinary lessons is a woman by the name of Patty Anderson. I want to focus the spotlight on Patty Anderson. And the reason why she's teaching me so many lessons is because Patty has been a shining example in Team Clarity as you listen to the Team Clarity calls right here on Pay Radio. Patty has been a shining example of transparency, and she's given Team Clarity the opportunity to recognize that life happens, stuff happens, and the best laid plans that we make have a tendency to sometimes fall on the floor and shatter. And Patty, I think you've done an admirable job of picking up the pieces and doing with those pieces what works for you. You want to share your insights about what's been happening for you on your journey with Team Clarity?
7: You know, I would love to, and I thank you for that compliment, so and I can honestly say I'll receive that compliment. Thank you. <laughs> um, and yes, yes, life does happen, but if, if if we keep our focus and we keep that determination to keep pushing forward, life's not going to knock you down, you're going to pick yourself back up, which is what I'm working very hard to do. I don't really have many questions, you know, and I'm loving hearing Julia and Christina. And Christina, wow, you are my powerhouse, girl. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, coming from where I've been to where I am today, I have more confidence in my life than I've ever had, and it's because I am a part of Team Clarity, and I've decided and made that, that deep decision to really dive into this you know, and like I said before, I don't really call it a course. It's it's a journey. It's a life change. It's it's something that so many people in this world need to be able to accept themselves just as people and know that you you're an okay person, to know that it's okay to fall down, but yet get yourself back up and keep going. It's okay to take the things in life that you have faced, but don't let it control your life, that controller that we've been discussing with Team Clarity. I'm feeling so much relief being a part of this course and getting deeper and deeper as we get into the second part here, knowing that I can receive, like I said, Saturday on our call, I can finally accept the fact that I can receive being loved by somebody, which before I would block the doors, I would shut the doors, and I wouldn't let anyone get near me, no one. Um,
0: including yourself, and I can do that now. Including, including myself, Patty, what are the I can laugh One of the shifts. Do you mind me sharing one of the, one of the shifts you made in a couple of classes just back? Remember, you were talking about how every single day you woke up with one question raging a war in your head. Do you remember what that question was? Yeah. What's wrong with me? And what did we <laughs> do? What did we do in that
7: class? <sighs> We got Patty to realize that I'm beating myself up in my own mind because I'm constantly asking that question, what's wrong with me. I've trained myself to believe that something's wrong with me when there isn't. There isn't anything wrong with me. It's just that I had to change some things. I had to let go of a whole lot of garbage in life, a whole lot of garbage. It's been a rough road, but I'm doing it. But I'm doing it because I'm working with all of you and I have the support with all of you and I have this course that can show me, open not just my eyes but my mind and my heart. My heart was so closed and so cold and so bitter. But now I wake up excited. And this is is something that's just occurred in the last couple of weeks. I wake up excited. I don't dread the days anymore. And I'm not letting other people beat me down anymore.
1: Heidi, that was so well said, and it reminded me of that discussion we had about our wisdom bank. Yeah. And for those who are are not aware, um, uh, who may not have had the opportunity to listen to that recording yet, you've ever found yourself often getting back to that place where you're like, oh, gosh, why do I keep dealing with the same thing over and again? For example, those of you maybe who've gone on a diet and you do really good for the first week, week and a half, Then something happens, and you eat that slice of pizza, and the next thing you know, the next day you have a hamburger, and then the next thing you know, you have my nemesis, Haagen-Dazs ice cream, and next thing you know, you're off the wagon. And you find yourself beating yourself up, saying, why why can I not get over this hump, or do I keep dealing with the same things over and over again? Asking yourself why you have to go through this course, one of the ways that um, I can answer that is, the integration because oftentimes on our own we've only learned how to keep going on that hamster wheel and we keep smacking the wall every time because we don't learn how to integrate we are taking we are taking with big huge withdrawals out of our wisdom bank out of our worth bank every time we don't learn a lesson and create a new anchor and we continue to repeat the past things. Mm
7: -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember Saturday I shared it, and I'll share this with others. Saturday on our call, I also shared something that I had kept repeating to myself, and I would look up at the sky and I would say to God, what is my purpose? And for so long, I felt like I literally had no purpose on this earth, that I was just wasted space. But now I have a purpose. It, it, it's a purpose to leave a legacy for my children, for my grandchildren, for my great-grandchildren, and for all people that have come from the same background that you or me or or anyone else that has has suffered all all the pain, all the frustration, all the things that we have gone through in life, and that we've never had the real direction to change it for ourselves and for other people. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Would you say that as you get more clear, your purpose is revealed to you? Yeah. As you get more clear, you start to learn more about what your purpose is. Because that's another question that I've gotten a lot lately from talking to different people: is I don't even know what I want to do. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I just I know something, and I don't, I don't know. And it, so it, for me, it, it goes back. Yeah, and it goes back to all of this crap that we're yeah. that we choose to take on.
7: But I'm not taking them on anymore. They're brushed off my shoulders, and those chains are breaking.
0: Chris, in the chat room, you were saying you were really identifying with Patty and what Patty was talking Absolutely. about, the coldness and stuff. What's going on?
8: So I've only been doing this for, this is my second month now, and but I've been following uh, Mrs. Marcia Sartino for five years now. But I really connected with Patty's story because I used to be a lot like that too, And really cold-hearted and bitter and depressed, and I just didn't really know what was going on in my head. I really love this course because it's all about discovering me, and how to reprogram me, and how to make me happy. And I think that, for me, that's been the most... The best part of doing all this and taking part in this is discovering, resetting myself, so to speak, so that I'm more tolerant of, of certain things and that I'm a more compassionate person and a more patient person with life and with circumstances. I just cannot wait to see how many layers I peel away to get to the truth of myself. And I really thank you guys for what you do here. This is something that everybody needs to do if they're going to become better people, because if I can change, then anyone else can too. And I just really want to say thank you to you, Sol, and to Christina for her story and Patty's story. It's just, you guys are a big inspiration to me, and I'm going to definitely keep doing this. I had a lot of of good feelings when I did the the, the exercises for Chapter 1, and I did share that with Marsha, because... And I just want to keep going and see where it's going to take me, and I'm very excited to be here. Thanks, Sol.
0: A pleasure. A pleasure. Now, we're about to chat with David, but before we do, i got to squeeze another extraordinary light in here. Her name is Chelsea Wells, and Chelsea has been sharing in her private blogs. One of the perks that you get when you're in a team captain facilitated program is you get these blogs, and... Chelsea, I honestly wish I could publish your personal pay me what I'm worth blog because the transformation you're having in this journey that you're publishing on the blog's my god. There I know this may sound grandiose, but in my mind, I think there's at least 2 to 4 million women who need to read what you're writing. Do you mind sharing a few highlights? I'd be glad to.
4: As most of the people in our group know, I lost my mother five years ago. And for the first three years, I pretty much was insane. And my friends can tell you that. The grief and loss that I felt totally immobilized me. I attached my feelings and my pain to everything and held it very close. Going through this program and this course with Soul and Christina and the other ladies, I've been able to. This court has a way of digging deep down inside of your soul, mm-hmm. to the deepest things that you may not want to look at, that you may be afraid to look at, but that you have to in other, in order to become, to become a better person, a more peaceful person with yourself. One of the huge things for me who's been doing this for five months now If I had a wedding ring that belonged to my mother. is a simple gold band. I wore it every day. I never took it off. And as we're going through one of the chapters and we're looking at what we value, and that ring was the first thing on my list, what I came to understand was that I attached all of my pain and grief to that little gold band. Because every time I looked at it, It didn't remind me of happy times with my mom. It reminded me that she died and left. So through this program, I have been able to take that ring off and put it away. Because I don't need that. I don't need that attachment to that pain that I'm wearing on my person every day. And this has helped me come through this grief and loss in such a phenomenal way there really are no words that can truly describe what you're going to get out of this program and what your soul is going to feel. It's amazing. It's amazing how much you will change. Even if you're thinking, oh, I've dealt with that. You know, I've abused as a child. Oh, I've dealt with that. No, you've not. Not until you go through this course because you will dig down so deep but you'll find those other feelings those feelings from your child being inner child that have been hiding for so long and it helps you make peace
0: with wow one of the published blog talk radio shows speaks directly to the physical abuse that you Chelsea and you Patty have experienced heads up folks Chelsea and Patty and a few others are actually working on a program specifically for those who have experienced domestic abuse. And as we get that program ready, we'll keep you posted. But in the meantime, your best bet is just to keep listening to the, the shows out here on pay radio. So Cheryl, thank you so much for stepping in and helping corral the the energy that you have experienced in life and you're now turning it into a focused way of helping others release that pain and that suffering. It's That, that just blows my mind. Thank you. We turn our spotlight now to an individual who... <laughs> David is on a unique list. David H. Paul, when he phoned me to have an interview to be part of the Team Seeker's Journey... David, it's so rare that people actually take a look at what I have out on the web and do their due diligence. You did. Oh, my God. You blew me away in your
2: interview. What caught your eye as you started poking around the web? Oh, well, the first thing that pulled that, that caught my attention was that this guy named Soul Dancer has got, about, has got 16 layers, if not more. And every layer gets more awesome and awesome and awesome as you start to peel back the the layers of that onion. It's truly amazing. That was the, one of the things that kind of caught my attention. Was there's a lot of stuff here. <laughs> one of the things I have learned in my journey. I, I'm a 25 plus year caregiver. I've been doing. I've been a caregiver maybe longer than that. I think it goes back to when. When I was a boy growing up with two alcoholic parents and I was running the show, <laughs> you know, I've been a caregiver most of my life and one of the things that I was looking for, you know, having just stepped into the shoes of vice president of a non-profit and having never done non-profit before in my whole life, <laughs> I was looking for a mentor. I was looking for somebody that could kind of help me to sort to sort through the big questions just to just to get myself in a place where I was feeling like, okay, we're helping people, we're doing the right things, we're moving in the right direction. Yes, it's okay. I came to PayMeWhatImWorth.com, and I started looking through that site, and I was like, wait, this program bridges a gap. One of the things that most people don't know about is that National Seizure Disorders Foundation is an organization. We're a nonprofit with no walls. Our home office is a website. What we are doing is something that nobody else on planet Earth has ever done for people with seizure disorders, and that is love them on a daily basis. Accept them on a, as who they are. And don't we all need that? Sure we do. And that's why we open the doors with our programs to anybody and everybody. But we decided we were going to be grassroots, we wanted to, and Terrific Tanya Heath go will speak to this as well. We wanted to be able to meet people where they were at and help them to become more, more than that diagnosis, more than their limitations, more than their past mistakes, more than their family problems, more than their memories, more than the beliefs that got them to where they are today. More. We wanted to help people to become more. So I'm out looking for an opportunity to be able to bridge a gap that we have in our program. You see, because at NSDF, we've developed some great personal development programs. We have three live shows every single week. We just started recording them. What we've been working on is just helping folks to start to feel good about themselves, just to start feeling good. Why is that so important? Because if I don't feel good, I'm, I'm going to get more don't feel good in my life. We've learned that. When I start to feel good, that feels better. And then we want more of that. And as we start to choose to feel better, we start moving in the right direction. Well, we've developed several programs to help, but one of the things that we've also wanted to be doing at National Seizure Disorders Foundation is to really help our people to be able to do what they love, love what they do, really follow their bliss, be able to make a living doing that, be able to get paid what they're worth people Be able to get off of government assistance. Could you imagine that, guys? That's what we imagine, Tanya and I, on a daily basis. That's what our team, what our board talks about every month in our boardroom. We talk about getting off of government assistance, becoming more than that diagnosis, really doing it, not just halfway. We didn't have the skill base to do that until I found Pay Me What I'm Worth. That wasn't all I found, guys. On top of Pay Me What I'm Worth is This amazing university online called Soul University. Go figure. (laughs) And Soul University, a wealth of personal development at your fingertips. And anybody can go to Soul University and just study, and you'll get lost. I guarantee you're going to get lost if you get into it. Don't be surprised if you find yourself wondering, where did my day go? I just spent an entire day on this website. (laughs) But that's not all that's there. What else is there is this cool program that I discovered called
1: Caregiver
2: Lifeline that's in development, a program just for caregivers like me, just for caregivers like terrific Tanya Heathcote, just for caregivers like every single person that helps NSDF reach out and and support and help people to become more while
0: they're helping themselves to become more. We need to weave another goddess into our conversation. So who's that goddess that I'm talking about? Terrific. Tonya, he's called. Come on down. Miss Tonya, we had a delightful intake call. And the connection I have felt with you and your organization and our alignment of wanting to be of service my my cheeks hurt because i i've been smiling so much they i i can't stop smiling
9: <laughs>
0: how are you doing with this journey cuz according to your internal blog i know you, you your internal part of your life has been kind of going what is going on here <laughs> something that i
1: haven't shared with
4: anyone is the beginning of my journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth. In the beginning, my ego was quite a bit of a trickster. Ego had me numb. I was just following wherever David led. I knew that he said this was a good course, so I'll just do whatever he does. Basically what that was was my emotions were numb. The ego was blinding me to anything in me that needed improvement. There was a time... That as I started forward with the course, I thought, okay, I'm going to trust in David. And then suddenly things started happening. Ego tried talking me out of it. There was even a point where I decided I really didn't need this course. It was way too much for me. I'll just go ahead and ask for a refund. Or I'll just go ahead and stop paying. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Let's do what you've always practiced and sleep on it, take one more day, one more day. And that's what I did. I slept on that decision without taking any action when I was refreshed the next day. Things were much better. Uh, Yes, it's still a journey, and yes, I'm still growing. I'm becoming more and more aware of the transformation. It is very, very subtle. I had another aha moment that kind of ties in to tonight in in a certain way. In fact, you mentioned it just a few moments ago, so you thanked me for my patience. Patience is that key word. When a person hears this course is 52 weeks long, we're in it for a year, the first thing they think of is, am I patient, or I don't have enough patience. Those questions, those fears, and that's all they are, is just fears, just lack. Those questions do come up, though, and I want everyone out there listening to this. If, if you're having that uh, fear come up for you now, that that question, "Do I have enough patience, or I don't have enough patience?" That statement. I want you to know that the word patience is really not a word of abundance. It's a word of limitations. It's a word of fear. Ooh. It's a word of. It's a word of force. Think about it. Even as young children, we're taught patience. Many of us are taught patience through fear. So I encourage you to just explore. Just give this a try. Just say yes to giving 52 weeks of your life for your own personal growth. Don't think about the patience. Just allow. Just allow yourself to grow. See what happens. You will enjoy the journey.
0: Your desire, Tonya, to be so transparent as the top of a organization, you're the founder of the National Seizures Disorder Foundation, your desire to be transparent blows my mind because that also meshes with what we're doing with Caregiver Lifeline and other things. Is, is it fair to say, Tonya, and for everybody listening, that while transparency could be used against us there's actually a strength such that those who decide to use what they've learned when we are being transparent, if they decide to use it against us, they've played their hand. It's good to know that that person is someone we need to be more mindful of. True?
4: Yes. I do believe in my personal life and in my professional life that transparency is key. It's key to my success.
0: And that transparency is something that we encourage as we go through this program. Now, if that brings up fear for folks, if that brings up fear for you, oh, my God, I have to bear my soul, there's some work that we do in the Pay Me What I'm Worth program that at times, yes, you're going to be facing some cold, hard facts. You just heard some from Christina, from Marsha, from Patty, from Chris. That's the level of work that we do. And that's the level of work that I'm excited that Tonya and David are doing at NSDF. That's very, very exciting work. David and Tonya, Woo-hoo. I hope you give, me, you give me the indulgence just for a minute. There's a couple here from Hawaii that have been patiently waiting. And I would love to just squeeze them in for a couple of minutes because Rick and Cheryl have brought a unique awareness to me that I was completely unaware of. Rick early on mentioned something that, I I guess it's because I've been so close to the forest and in my trees, I couldn't see it. Rick and Cheryl, you mentioned that things begin to happen for you before you even start the program, yeah?
9: Yes, so they really did. They started as soon as we even heard about the program and started thinking about if we wanted to take the program or not, and... We could just feel stuff, especially me, I could feel something inside of me saying, do it. (laughs) Because I've always had pretty low self-esteem. I really felt like this was a chance for me to actually unfold and find myself. Because I, too, like someone else had said earlier, have been wondering what my purpose in life has been for years and years, and I have beat myself up. And now that I'm in the class and everything, I realize that it's my self-worth that has been keeping me down all of these years and not letting me find my purpose that I'm searching for out there.
0: Finding that purpose. Wow. And as you're finding it, Cheryl... Are you finding yourself just blown away with the energy that's coming
9: online? It's interesting because as we go through the chapters and everything, I'll sit down and I'll be kind of like, oh, I don't see how this is going to work, how this is going to help me. And then as I get into it, it energizes me and I start looking at things that have been buried for years and why I look at them a certain way and everything, and it is, it's is—it's really helping me to see where I got some of those hangouts.
0: <laughs> As a side note, I have to laugh. Rick, Cheryl, I too live on the Big Island of Hawaii, and during my tenure there, I've never seen back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back hurricanes and uh, uh, cyclones and Ever since you two started this program, you've been having
3: weekly hurricane games. <laughs> What's up with that?
10: Living the life of your dreams, Mr. Soul Man. That's what a surfer wants. Three hurricanes coming from the south. You can surf on every side of the island. That's what surfers live for, my brother. Good waves <laughs> yeah, Lots of good waves, lots of new energy Clean stuff up You know how that works yeah, Like an I
0: enema yeah, big, big time Are you calling baby what I'm worth an enema? Is that what I'm hearing?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god a, I love
3: it
10: Mental enema It does affect you physically It makes you really look at yourself I was thinking what what I could say about Pay Me What I'm Worth, and you know that I'll say silence. Everyone has to experience this program for themselves, but for my personal experience, it's taught me so and given me so many different tools to help myself and my family. People have been noticing the change in me, the change in Cheryl. I started taking Pay Me What I'm Worth because I'm all into uh, becoming more aware of myself and my surroundings, and I wanted to become more aware, and it's definitely, I mean, I'm becoming more aware every day, so thank you, and I appreciate I'm actually in Marsha Sortino's class. We have a lot of fun. I enjoy it, and Cheryl and I, this is our, the beginning of our third month. We're on Chapter 2, and we live and breathe this every day, so thank you, everybody. And
0: And you can tell Rick lives and breathes this because he's one of the few people that I know that started a YouTube playlist where I think almost daily. Rick, you're posting little ah aha's out there, and we're building a community of before and after comments that's right there out on front at pay411.co. Be sure you come in and listen to them. Rick, before you run, you also mentioned something to me that really has me thinking, and I believe as we weave back into David Antonia and NSDF, Rick, you say you've got over 20 years in the Internet marketing world, yeah? That's correct. You made a comment about what you're discovering about our program. Care to share?
10: I've spent, like I was, a scary amount on training over the past 20 years. I was an Internet marketing warrior, the first 100 of the Internet marketing warriors. I've spent, gosh, thousands of dollars on training, but I've never seen a program that actually takes the class and then puts it into a product that you can actually look back at yourself and the class. I've never even heard of anything like that. And even though, yes, part of it it does go into production, but it's a fascinating thing. I've taken a lot of self-improvement, Anthony Robbins and Jim Rohn, and I started on self-improvement actually before I was on the Internet. This is one of the most fascinating, intriguing processes that I've ever seen in my Internet career as far as how it's set up and, like, how you can actually see yourself in the beginning like a, and then watch your progress in everyone else's. It's fantastic.
6: Wow. Wow.
10: And kind of scary, too, if you think about it. You know, <laughs> when I see myself, oh, uh, well, you know, but I'm getting over it.
0: So, David, is that why you and Tonya have been looking into this model as a way to help NSDF accomplish the goals of helping people blossom into who they really are? Is that a fair assessment?
2: It's right on the nose, So, I myself developed a personal development program called the Tools of Letting Go and you can actually look it up at toolsoflettinggo.com if you want. The Tools of Letting Go was the piece that Christine was talking about earlier when when she was talking about clarity. Team clarity is all about that, getting clear. In other words, in our program, we help folks to understand to stop beating the drama in their life for what they don't want, and that's step one. I already know what I don't want, and now I have to stop making it a lifestyle. In Tools of Letting Go, that's what we work on. Stop beating the drum for that and start beating the drum for what I do want in my life. Even if it's simply just to feel good today, even if it's just that simple, we are able to get folks to the place where I'm starting to feel good, I'm starting to like what I'm feeling, my life is starting to change, I'm even reducing some of my seizures because I'm feeling better about myself on the inside. My stress has reduced which has been amazing. But Now we come to, well, okay, so David, you talk about follow your bliss guy all over the place. Hey, David H. Ball to follow your bliss guy. Okay, so prove it. Prove it that I can follow my bliss and, and make a living doing it. Prove that I can get off of assistance. Prove that I can actually do that. Tony and I were dumbfounded. We were at a loss because all I could give was my own example and it's a pretty cool one, but that's the best I had. And so... We rolled up our sleeves and we were looking, what are we going to do or how are we going to bridge this gap between, all right, I, I'm starting to feel good about myself, I really would like to get freedom in my life. How do we help our people? How do we help each other? How do we help ourselves? They can really get there. As a grassroots organization, fully committed in the trenches on a daily basis, being the support, being the change that we want to see in the world, we needed an answer. And that answer has been, pay me what I'm worth. It totally relates to what Rick was saying in that There's I've never seen anything like this. And along with my 25 plus 30 years of caregiving, I've been an absolute personal development junkie <laughs> I've got a lot of heroes, and I've pulled from every single one of them. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer and Hale Duoskin, the author of Sedona Method, Dr. E. Holly Ocula, Hugh Len, Dr. Hugh Len. Some of you Hawaiians might know of Dr. Hugh Len <laughs> and the whole Pono Pono. I mean, I pulled from everybody. I've done thousands of hours of meditation myself from all kinds of teachers, and there was this piece missing. What was missing, Soul? an experience of what it feels like to become more an experience. See, there's a difference, guys, between knowing something, yeah, I got that, yeah, 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 I got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, and knowing it in your heart. And where you get it from that, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, to, oh, I feel it in my bones, I just know this is the truth of who I am. The way you get that is from having experiences, and Pay Me What I'm Worth my, is the best experiential learning program that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I've seen a lot of them. And now I'm I just, blushing. So, now. Well, I, I hate to tell yeah, I hate to tell the <laughs> truth. but geez, I'm blushing. Uh, what's so magical, and Rick said this, he says, when you ask me what am I going to get out of it, he says, I have no words. Because it's absolutely different for every single person. Because every single person has a different answer to the questions that we ask every week in our in this course. Uh, today I might answer that question totally different than I am. And even tomorrow I might have totally different so, answers.
0: Folks, NSDF has actually instigated a fundraising program. You can click on a link here in the Blog Talk Radio Show notes. If you need a charitable tax deduction and you want to help folks go through the Pay Me What I'm Worth program, you can make a donation to NSDF and get a nice tax deduction. Tonya, David, the work that you're doing in helping folks shake off the shade that is often associated with the diagnosis of having sporadic seizures that are just simply can't control them. That's just the way. I mean, you can. You could probably drug people out of their minds to be comatose most of their life, but that's not life, right? Right.
6: That's true.
0: What are you finding that is getting you excited about weaving this program into your mission?
6: Well,
4: what I'm finding that's getting me excited is I'm becoming more and more aware of how this is helping us bridge the gap. Those that are diagnosed with seizure disorder, everyone in that group has a low sense of self-worth at one time or another, and, and most of them their whole life, because they're considered broken people. They're considered disabled. They're considered unworthy. What gets me so excited about this program and us weaving it into the National Seizure Disorders Foundation, is that I believe everyone has worth. I believe everyone is worthy. This gives us the opportunity to help them see that in themselves.
2: That was awesome, Tanya. Really seeing it in oneself, that, that comes down to that. You've got to have the experience. Yeah. Right?
4: Yeah, feeling it and seeing
2: it, yes. I mean, we, we can't teach it. I mean, like Rick said, you have to go through it to even understand you know, what you're going to get. Isn't that amazing? So we're looking at the Pay Me What I'm Worth program as one an opportunity for folks with seizure disorders, but guys, do you know of anybody that couldn't really use this? Are you kidding me? We've been looking at this and saying, how many people, including me, walk through life being run by doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. We address that before we even get to chapter one in this program. It's the ground rules. You can't come from there. You just simply cannot come from doubt, guilt, shame, and worry anymore. What would you rather feel? If you could just imagine for a moment, what would it feel like to not be able to come from there? What would you choose to feel? And, and well, who, what who what might you want to do with that? Well, at NSDF and with our people, with our positive seizure management program, we ask that question every day. Boy, the perfect place we found to start is with pay me what I'm worth. And Tony and I rolled up our sleeves, made the investment in ourselves first, and we're going through this program day by day, step by step, one layer of our own personal stinky onion at a time. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. The layers that we get into. Folks, we, I've got folks who have been doing the 10 chapters, 33 unique exercises every year for the past nine years. As of August 28th, we celebrate our ninth year. I'm putting out a second edition of Pay Me What I'm Worth next August,
11: wow. and we're going to start
0: weaving some of these stories into it. So as you all are listening, think about one day you're going to get an email from me saying, if you want something in the next edition of Pay Me What I'm Worth, what would it be? I'll plant that seed. I do apologize for folks that have been patiently, patiently, patiently waiting for get online. And Kareem, you've been one of those most patient souls. Kareem and Chris Peters are Two of the amazing folks that you're going to hear on the Entrepreneurial Power Hour. Kareem, I'm delighted that you're here.
11: What's up? Just excited to be here, excited to be inspiring these people. What really struck me with Pay Me What I'm Worth and the designs of this teaching, I have been in a lot of personal development classes and courses and particularly different programs, and it all wanted to look at the way that I was speaking, the way that I was articulating myself, and some of my interests and some of my activities, they were even very critical of. So it was really hard to feel comfortable or to feel happy about what I was doing. And then out of nowhere, Marsha asked me, am I being paid what I'm worth? And at first I laughed, but then I really thought about it, No. I'm not actually being paid what I'm worth. I'm doing a nine-to-five, and I'm not having fun. I don't have the time or the freedom, not just money, but I don't have the time or the freedom I want. Through this and my other show, The Entrepreneur Power Hour, I come on, I speak my mind unabashedly. I'm not afraid to say something that somebody might disagree with because they might learn something from it. And through doing that, we can all have ahas, and we can all learn from each other, and I'm starting to see, as an entrepreneur and as someone who is an educator in personal development, you have to give people the option, as long as they're not saying anything too crazy to express themselves in whatever manner. That's That's powerful stuff.
0: That's powerful stuff. I mean, for most entrepreneurs, Kareem, would you say the number one most daunting question is, what do I charge
11: Yes, at least it's one of them, because a lot of people and myself, and I'm mainly talking about me, I was always afraid to ask something that I thought was out of a range for someone to invest in me. Two years ago, if somebody would have asked me something about how much should I pay for my services, I'd say I'd give them to you for free. I'll help you for free no matter what. I'll give you everything for free. One thing I really found is if you give someone something for free as an entrepreneur, you're not making them with the expression, put any skin in the game, you're not making them really commit because money is really time that you put a commitment to get something for that you were doing a service more than likely. If you're not willing to invest some of your money, some of the skin in the game, you won't be as interested in doing the work. So as far as I'd say for what entrepreneurs should charge, whatever you feel you would like to receive and unabashedly say that if someone doesn't want to pay that, that's their loss.
0: Spot on Kareem. Marcia, I want to pick on you. The goal here is to help you as one of the team captains, help people sample from a self-study program. There's no excuse about
7: the, I just don't have time, so
0: I'm so busy, I don't have time to take a break. Well, guess what? The Pay Me What I'm Worth self-study program is all on your own time, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. We
5: all have our own way of processing, and we all grow at different rates, but it's so worth it because. The way you have designed the program, I can go back and see myself, what I was like two months ago, and what I am like today, which is completely different, completely different.
0: So if I told you coming into this program that you could pay for your own program before you finish your program, meaning, yes, you're going to pay a tuition, but before you ended your class time, you're going to get paid back your tuition, what would you have told me? I would have said,
5: what? How are you going to do that? How am I going to do that? Please explain that to us.
0: (laughs) I'm going to open this up to everybody on the line. Have you encountered a program that pays you back? Who has encountered a program that pays you back? Speak up.
2: I'm hearing silence. Hmm. Crickets. I just wanted to make mention that as the personal development junkie, and Rick would back this up too, look guys, ain't nobody paying you to learn. Nobody. That's one of the reasons I, Tanya and I and NSDF decided that this was the program for us. We would like to be able to pay our people what they're worth. It's just that simple. Gosh, doesn't that sound exciting? How would you like to get paid what you're (laughs) worth? How would you like to do a personal development program that actually paid you to learn, that paid you to get to know you so well that you're going to know your value? You're going to really know your value in this world. You're going to know your value as a person. You're going to have no doubt in your mind what to charge somebody for your services.
3: Exactly, exactly. I was speaking with a very savvy senior business coach. Her name is Donna Amos. We started really talking about how it's so important that when it comes to getting the word out about things, you really do need to get some of those testimonies out there. And we had a very lively, spirited conversation about how, for myself, I really don't follow a person's testimonies. I don't really give people's pages or brochures much stock when I read all sorts of testimonies because there's no guarantees that the person who worked with that person can do the same thing for me. And she says, well, so that may be true, but quite frankly, people still do want to hear some really frank feedback about what's up with you and what can you do. And I said, well, would you be willing to give me some frank feedback? And she said, sure. Donna was kind enough to dive into the pool and become one of our certified Pay Me What I'm Worth instructors. Donna, welcome. Thanks for joining me on the call.
12: Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. You may not well thrilled when you... have me here after you hear what I have to say, but <laughs> <and> I'm teasing. <laughs> Uh-oh.
3: Uh Uh-oh, well, I'll try not to edit too much of it out.
12: There you go, full disclosure.
3: Would you let people know how long you've been doing what you're doing and some of your background? Yeah, I'm a coach.
12: I started coaching in 2001. I completed my certification in 2002 took another certification in 2005. I've been around a while. I work with solo mm-hmm. business owners, mainly around their sales and marketing, and um, helping them put those things in place and the processes. and My mission, Sol, is to help more solo business owners actually survive, not survive, but thrive, and not just create hobbies, that, but really create sustainable businesses. So I do that in a multitude of ways, but the bottom line is through my training and coaching. Does that, does okay. that give a so little you, bit of So you've background? been
13: around the block a few times. Yeah, you've a few been times. Around, you've been around the
3: block. You, you're not some freshly minted professional out there who is book-wise but experience lacking. You have the accreditation and you have the firsthand
9: experience.
12: More of a background. My first business, was a direct marketing company that I launched in 1985. So I have been working with small business owners because that business was really about helping the small business owner put marketing strategies in place. I've really been doing what I do. I've improved my skills along the way, but I've been doing it for over 20 years.
3: And this is why I was scared to death of having Donna in my first certification group because my biggest nightmare was going to be getting an email or a phone call from Donna saying, Why did you waste my time?
12: <laughs> so okay, far I haven't gotten exactly. that
3: email, but we may be talking about that now.
12: <laughs> yeah, I may be sharing something with but now so let me tell them why I chose to do it. And <laughs> from my perspective, I didn't choose to do the program because I thought I would learn anything about myself furthest thing from my mind, but I already know all this stuff, and intellectually, I did most of it, but what I was hoping was that I would learn some additional skills that I could help my clients with, because I understand that, you know, asking the hardest thing for a solo business owner to do is to ask for the business, and it is Mm -hmm. absolutely attached to our, to us, to us personally, you know, to what how we value ourselves. So I thought, well maybe this is another resource that I can share with my clients to help them. I'd
3: mm-hmm. like to say okay. what really
12: happened though. You want to hear what really happened?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna hold my breath. Go ahead.
12: What really happened was I learned a lot about myself through the process.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm chuckling really? because you just said you thought you knew yourself.
12: Yeah, well and I do. Uh to an extent <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. I said I thought mm-hmm. I knew everything I would learn from the program. What I didn't realize ah, okay. is that going through this, I examined some things about myself at a deeper level. It allowed me to mm-hmm. look at some of my behaviors and thoughts and really kind of identify why I behave that way. I've seen some, I didn't make the connection until I started thinking about this today. My behaviors in some respects have changed as a result of, I have to say, folks, I learned the program. I didn't do as deep a work as I should have or could have. I won't say should, but I could absolutely go through this book again and get more out of it and probably again and again because the more you put into anything, the more you're going to get out of it. But this is what I've Mm. discovered. And I am an emotional eater. And what I realized is that... When I am feeling judged, and that judgment then makes me feel not worthy, not necessarily intended from the the giver. (laughs) It's the receiver that's making that connection. But as a result of that, I will turn to food to comfort Mm -hmm. myself. However, (laughs) I've actually got a new perspective on my own personal value. And what I have realized is I'm more apt to not take on that Criticism, but to give it back to them, hand it back. Thank you. Here you go. You can have it back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what happened, Saul. In the last two months, I've lost ten pounds without making any. I say without making any change, but I obviously have made a change.
3: Mm-hmm.
12: I'm not. You rewired you
3: yourself at some point.
12: Yes. Yeah. And now that's just, I just realized that. It's just like, oh, my gosh, I know why this is happening. I am feeling more at peace. I'm not taking on the, the stress that I have in the past. Now, let me tell you the result of that. Today I realized that this was really very interesting. I'm involved in a business development company here locally. And as part of that, I've been interacting with a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a networking aspect and a training aspect. And so what i realized is that a lot of these folks, because they're frustrated and, and it's all about, well, I've been doing this and this, but I'm not getting anything in return. And they're kind of feeling sorry for themselves. Or I have just been naturally giving, just been not even thinking about expecting anything in return, but more about making connections, more about being open to helping these these other people that I'm interacting with to see that they can let go of that and that it can result in a lot of nice, wonderful blessings in your life.
3: hmm
12: And it seems to have just become natural. Now, I'm getting benefit from it, but the biggest piece is that people are acknowledging that they've learned something just from watching. mm
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you're practicing what I consider is a master skill. The people who I, in my mind, though they would probably slap me upside the head if I called them this, the people in my mind who I consider to be masters, first off, anyone who is called a master normally hates being called a master. I know when people tell me, oh, soul, you're such a master. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. In my mind, The teachers I learn from, they just do. They don't talk about it. They don't explain it. They don't ask for your permission. They don't seek approval. They don't want feedback. They just do it. And if it's appealing enough, people will follow. So what I just heard you say is people are learning from you because you are just being you.
12: Well, yeah, I think so. I just wanted to share this. I'm not bragging. I wanted to share this because what happened today, before you and I spoke, was that I received an email from someone in this group, actually a couple people, because I had sent something out that um, to let them know how my week had went and what I had done. And it was kind of about accountability. And somebody sent something back to me and said, well, I love that you shared that. It's like you're trying to... <laughs> Teach us through your actions I said well I've always felt that you have to demonstrate something by actually doing it you don't just tell somebody you have to to do it so it just kind of happens naturally for me but the benefit is that it will actually benefit those other folks because if if they can change their mindset so much will open up for them and they should all read this book
3: (laughs) So the aha's that you got is you're really walking more firmly who you are.
12: Yeah, yeah, yep. And I'm so grateful for. I really feel thankful for for everything and everyone that's in my life. Mm-hmm. And so much so that I just can't wait to do something nice for them. My behaviors has changed, and I'm more at peace and and I'm I've actually lost ten pounds, which I just love. Well, hopefully
3: you've retired those 10 pounds. Hopefully you retired them. They will never find you again. Yeah,
12: exactly. <laughs> and I may retire a few more with them.
3: Yeah, there you go. So for those who are listening to this, what would be your most compelling statement to invite them to come into this whole concept of me what I'm worth?
12: Um, I would say that from an intellectual point of view... You may be like I was, saying, I know this stuff. And intellectually, absolutely. And could I tell one of my clients all of these things that I read in this book? Absolutely. But until you do the work, and I would say internalize it, I think you will be surprised, astonished, very pleased with your own personal results. We all travel along our journeys differently at different paces. I know that I can pick up this book and read any chapter now, and as I sit with it, I always come away with something new, new about myself. Cool.
3: (laughs) I do the same thing. Ironically, I'm the one who wrote the bloody thing, and all of a sudden, five years later, I'll read a chapter I wrote that chapter. And I still get something new out of it. <laughs> but don't
12: we teach what we need to learn?
3: No, we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. And, and that's why I'm offering people the chance to be paid teachers while they teach this. So I'm curious, Donna, where do you see if your forecaster's cap? If you were to put on that Carnac hat and read into the future. What do you think this book has the potential to do?
12: Well, I tell you what, the world is changing. None of us know where, it's he- where we're headed. But I know this. I know a heck of a lot of people right now don't feel worthy. They've had their lives just really ripped out from underneath them. I think we need more and more people out there exposing them to this kind of material to help them recover. Or if they haven't been there yet, to help them prepare so that as things do change, that we know none of this stuff in the world has anything to do with our value. And so if you're listening and you work with clients and you help them on you know, their own personal issues or career transition or, I don't know, anything to do that touches our self-esteem, this is just one more tool that you can have to help them with it and this is a big part of our self-esteem, our worth is tied to everything that we do.
3: What I'm hearing you say is this book can be a resource that if you have gone through some storms in life, this will help you reach some dry ground and some stable ground. If, heaven forbid, you do have some storms come through your life, whether that be employment or a loss of someone or something that just basically rocks your world. You're saying that this book could offer a path back to, for lack of better words, regaining that sense of balance and self-worth.
12: Absolutely. I mean, the best scenario is to have this under your belt before something happens so that it doesn't take you to your knees so that you're already prepared. But if, if you don't have it beforehand, then it absolutely will help get you back. And I don't know anybody... It's very
3: complimentary. Now, there must be some criticisms. There must be some criticisms. Oh. Come, come here. on. They're going to say, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. She's just <laughs> stroking the <laughs> teacher. Come on. Blah, <laughs> blah, again. blah.
12: The thing is, it's too much damn work.
3: It is a lot of work, isn't it?
4: Oh,
12: my God. Every time I turned a the page, there was a new exercise. I'm like, oh, come on. Stop asking me to work so hard. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the downside. But here's the other piece. I didn't, confession, I didn't do all the exercises. And I could continue to go through this. And I still walked away with value. I still learned a lot about myself and made some significant behavioral changes. So, so it's there you go, folks. Yeah.
3: And that's why I'm glad Donna was part of a team. Because, Donna, if you weren't part of that team, would you have even gotten past Chapter 1?
12: Well, I might have got past Chapter 1, but I wouldn't have got through Chapter 2. <laughs> it was helpful to have people, too, report into or to, to share your experiences with. To, because it was, there was some emotional times. There was some real stuff that came up. Um, some of it was good stuff. And it was nice to have a team to share that with that understood why I was in that place at that time. It gave me a different perspective in a lot of cases. Yep, And it was great to celebrate the successes with somebody as well.
3: Yeah, you know, you bring up a very important point for a lot of us. Who do we celebrate our successes with? And that they sincerely want to celebrate with you. It's not, well, isn't that nice? It's, wow, that's really cool. All right. Donna, thank you for being real. Thank you for helping those who have no clue who I am and really probably have no clue who you are. Would you be open to an email for people to say, is this for real?
12: Absolutely. Any questions, anything I can do to help, You know, absolutely. Send me an email. Pick up the phone,
3: call me. The best way to get a hold of
0: Donna, just Google her. Search her out. D-O-N-N-A. Donna Amos. A-M-O-S. Donna Amos. You'll learn all sorts of details about her, and I want to thank Donna once again for her insights. You just heard, over the past 90 minutes, the tip of the iceberg. Pay me what I'm worth. There's another program that I do called... Seoul University. Pay me what I'm worth key courses in Seoul University. SoulUniversity.org you're going to discover. You can just dive in. You'll notice there's no request for your email. You'll notice there's no newsletter to sign up. You'll notice that it is up to you to decide whether or not you'd like to practice some gratitude at the end of each class on Seoul University, there's a little "Bursers" button. You can share whatever you'd like to share to say thank you for taking that class. And when you do share, rest assured, you will not end up on some mailing list. I'm not going to be badgering you to come take another class. Because you see, folks, I operate from this standpoint. What I do, if I have yet to inspire in you a sense of gratitude. If that sense of gratitude doesn't automatically just bubble up and go, wow, yeah, that was really great. I'd like to honor Soul, and the easiest, simplest, fastest way I can honor Sol is to chip in some money so that he can continue on his mission. And that mission you heard just briefly. You heard David talk about caregiver lifeline. Folks, there's so much more to what I would love to share with you and for those of you who are wondering, what is Pay Me What All About and should I really do it? And frankly, over the past 90 minutes, you've heard so many different people talk about so many different aspects to Pay Me What It But if you recall the theme that you've heard from every single person, you have to take the program to experience it. And the beautiful part about what I'm offering you is... My goodness, right here on pay radio, there's over 200 shows for you to listen to. You could spend almost a year listening to a different show every single day. In most of those shows, you're going to hear a variety of people who've gone through the program. Honestly, I don't know what else to share with you to help you get a feeling for what Pay Me What I'm Worth is all about and what your journey could be. David said it. Tonya said it. Rick said it. Cheryl said it. Marcia said it. Christina said it. Patty said it. Everyone that you've heard so far have all said the same thing. You got to go through this. The most refreshing thing that Donna Ambles brings up is here's a professional with three decades of experience. And still, she's learning something new. You heard her say that she could go through this book again and get something new out of it. As the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, every time I teach this class, I get something new out of it. To get started on your program now, I encourage you to get registered for the self-study program. It's probably the easiest way for you to dive into our course. The self-study program is designed for you to just take things at your own time. It's a very light way to get involved and pay me what I'm worth. You'll have access to online tools that you can weave into your schedule anywhere you have internet access to. So you buy a book, you read a chapter, you look at some of the online classes and the questions, you'll get to read some of the comments from prior students, you do the work, and if you're kind enough, you'll share some of your experience in our virtual classroom. The more you share what you discovered out of the program, the more others will learn. And depending on where you share your insights on the Pay Me What I'm Worth site, you may just influence someone you'll never meet. You'll help them shift their life. You'll never know it. But because that person read your comment or a comment on a comment, because that person read a stream of comments and they began to go, wow, light bulbs start going off your virtual self-study group could change someone else's life. I think that's pretty cool. The self-study program is designed for you to remove the excuse, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a bit blunt now. Please know that this bluntness is not intended to be some sort of cage rattling. It's meant to help you clearly, concisely get a feeling for whether or not you're ready for either the self-study program or one of the programs that we offer that our team captains are teaching. The difference between the self-study program and the team captain-led programs is quite simple. The self-study program, you're 1000% responsible for your own journey. (laughs) If you decide to slack off, if you decide to procrastinate, well, that's the way it goes. With our team captain program, It's much like going to college. You've got classes to show up for. You've got homework to do. As you heard Donna say, it's a hell of a lot of work. (laughs) And it is. It's a hell of a lot of work. But you're going to find yourself savoring that work, especially when you join one of our classes led by teachers who are going through the same process with you. Bluntly speaking, those who tell me they don't have time or they don't have the money to take this class... Frankly, I hear you being afraid of change. I hear you being afraid of growth. When you tell me you don't have enough time, honestly, at 54, had I produced this book and done the exercises in my early 20s, I personally know I never would have gained 235 pounds that I had to release I was up to 326 pounds before I realized my life was not working. Had I gone through Pay Me What I'm Worth, like Donna was mentioning, had I gone through this before some of the storms that hit me in my life, I would have weathered those storms so much easier. As you listen to the On Demand Show, is here on pay radio, and for those listening through iTunes and other sources, simply go out to bit.com. Dot ly forward slash pay radio. l y forward slash pay radio. Over 200 shows. In those shows, you're going to hear person after person after person share their story that had they gone through Pay Me What I'm Worth before they got divorced, before they fell into addictions, before they savaged 30 40, 50 years of their lives working for a company or companies just to survive. Had they read Pay Me What I'm Worth before all of that happened, their lives would be dramatically different. The nice part about this program is as you poke around the radio shows, as you poke around the PayMeWhatIamWorth.com site, And for those who think that's too much to type, and I agree, it's a lot to type, you can actually type in PAY411, the numbers, 411. 411 PAY411.co. That'll bring you out to paymewhatamorth.com. As you poke around, you're going to get so much information for you to base your decisions on. I don't know what else to give you. I'll conclude our marathon with this reality. I pay people to learn. Christina Irvin and Marcia Sortino are two of the most recent examples who are being paid to learn. Simply put, yes, you will first have to pay some money to take a class. There will be tuition involved. How much that tuition will be is based on the teacher who decides to set their own price. And as you're taking this class, this 12-month course, this 12-month course where you are expected to set aside three hours a week, an hour to read and do the exercises, an hour to get online and interact with your other teammates, and an hour to show up in class on our conference calls. As you go through your 12 months together, you become family. You just heard Christina Irvin say at the beginning of the program how she looks forward to these classes. You've heard other people say the same thing as you listen to these radio shows. about halfway through your program, there are going to be enough people in your life that are going to go, wow, you've really changed. You've heard that statement multiple times in the past couple of hours. As people tell you, wow, you've really changed. You heard Donna Amos fess up to the fact that people told her, wow, she really changed. As people tell you, wow, you've really changed. Ask them, would they like similar changes in their life? Don't push it. Don't peddle it. Don't pitch it. Just ask them, would they like those types of changes in their life? Make note of who they are. Start a list. Because halfway through your program, you will be invited to start teaching what you're learning. For me, that's the most powerful way I learn. When I have to teach something, I learn it at a whole nother level than just simply being the student. And when you step up to that plate to be a teacher, when you reach out to those people who say, wow, you've changed, and you say, guess what? I'm going to be teaching a class called Pay Me What I'm Worth. You've noticed that I've changed, and it's because of this program. I've been invited to teach a class. I would like you to take that class so that you can grow with me. Did you catch that? When you invite people to grow with you, what are you offering them? For those who are in couples, every single person who is in a relationship, for couples, when one person wants to take this program, but their partner declines, I decline them for the program. And the reason why I decline that person to be in the class is because I know, based on nine years worth of experience, I know that person will start changing. 85 to 90% of the time, the partner who is watching the other person change, and often change in dramatic, rapid stance, will feel threatened. They will be concerned. There will be problems. There will be arguments. And frankly, dear listeners, the last thing I want to present to you in your life is to create disharmony. This program is about finding harmony. This program is about finding balance between giving and receiving And so if you're partnered with someone and you're growing exponentially and your partner is stuck and they're afraid of you because now you're growing so much, you're going to be headed for divorce. You're going to be headed for a breakup. So when I say if you're in a relationship, and you are, here's a little exercise, an experiential exercise for you to take away as we begin to wrap up this show. Get out a piece of paper, write your name in the middle of that piece of paper, and draw a circle around it. And let's do some mind mapping. We do a lot of mind mapping in the Pay Me What I'm Worth program. Like a drop rippling out, like a stone being tossed into the pond and that first ripple out, second ripple out, third ripple out, fourth ripple out, and so on. You're the first in the ripple. You with your name circled in the middle of that page. Who are the top 10 people in your life right now? If you were to just... Off the top of your head, who are the ten most important people in your life right now? Write those names down, circle them, and make that your first ripple around you. So you've got your name circled. Now write down ten names around that circle and circle them. It's like one dinner plate in the middle of the table. Now you've got ten dinner plates at the peripheral of the table. Who are those ten people? And if you'd like to take this mind mapping to its next step, do a second ripple. Who are those people that are not necessarily the folks that you consider to be part of your inner circle, but who are those folks that you interact with often, that because when you change, and you will change, those people in that second ripple will also notice those changes as well. So start drawing out those names. Start mind mapping. And as you draw this picture of people in your life, whether that's ten people, two people, eight people, there are people connected to you. For those of you who think, so really, I really have nobody. I live alone. I really don't know anybody. I, I don't really speak to anybody. Well, then you really do need this program because once you get involved in our program we create families I pre-screen every group of 12 that goes through a 12-month program as you will hear on pay radio as you will hear in team clarity as you will hear in the team seekers programs they're becoming family so if you tell me you really don't have people in your life well then you need to get into the program so that we can start building you a support network And as you mind map out the people in your life, you've got yourself, you've got your people around you, you've got your second ripple, I'd like you to start drawing a line, connecting them to you. The thicker the line, the thicker the connection. Mind map out your connections so that when you register for the Pay Me What I'm Worth program, I would encourage you to invite that first ripple of people to take the self-paced program with you. When they take the self-paced program with you, you have an accountability team. You can get together by phone or email or whatever, and you can say, okay, what are we doing? Are we going through chapter one this month? Are we taking three months? But you've got somebody to work through it with. And you can compare notes you can begin to have that dialogue that you need to have to clear out the crap that might be in your relationship. Throughout this entire program, you've heard people talk about doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. You've heard multiple people talk about the very first thing we do in the ground rules is we clear out doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Those have no place in our program. Period. End of story how we do that. You're going to have to listen to team seekers and team clarity shows to find out how we do that. But as you're in the self-study program, and as you're going through this with your partner, your family, your friends, your coworkers, whoever it is that you're building teams, and by the way, this is an excellent program to build teams, you'll be able to step by step through your own time begin to realize, hmm, maybe you do want to take this as a formal class. Because by taking it as a formal class, where you have an instructor who's gone through the work, they offer you that deeper gift of perspective. To me, perspective is priceless. I've lost track, ladies and gentlemen, of how many times I've hosted conference calls for study groups where it's an open study group, meaning there are people calling in from all over the world, people who have never met each other before, but they're all reading Pay Me What I'm Worth, and they need a little help. They chime in on the conference calls. They need some support. And there's, in every single call, complete strangers will make extraordinarily insightful observations about someone they have never met, and it's unlikely they will ever meet. But that observation fundamentally changes that person's life. As we wrap up our time together, thank you for listening. And I want to thank everybody who has been on the call tonight, sharing the ins and outs of this program. It's now up to you to decide. Are you tired of being tired of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry? Those are the primary sources of stress and fear in our life. We're going to begin there. Are you ready to let doubt, guilt, shame, and worry go? More importantly, are you ready to live a life where doubt, guilt, shame, and worry cannot affect you? It's like you're taking a vaccination against those things. That's just one of the many byproducts, one of the many results of taking our journey with you, of taking our journey together. I look forward to seeing you in class. Once again, I remind you, you've got over 200 radio shows to listen to. All you need to do is click out to bit.ly forward slash pay radio. If you have yet to click on the follow button at the top of this blog talk radio show page where you can follow this show, please do. Soul Dancer here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, founder of Soul University, and I am bowing to you, and to everyone who has helped make this show, an insight into the journey that I look forward to taking with you.
3: Aloha.
13: Oh my goodness. Um, I, I think I really realized last week all the major shifts that have happened to me since I've been on with you all. And... I unfortunately wasn't on at the very beginning, but I will be going through this book again and again and again, both on air and off air. So that's great. I want to say that my biggest aha was with the performance-based contracts and realizing that I was taking on other people's performance-based contracts and I needed to Mm -hmm. let it go. Mm. In the beginning, so I, I think I told my story about how I had your page up for a day before I even decided to do this. And the idea of doing this scared to live in the Jesus out of me, even though I had my radio station, there was something about this that was so vulnerable and being so open about who you really are and what you're doing. And to admit that I was going to say I needed help <laughs> because something, I needed something and I wasn't sure. And it's like, obviously if you're not, maybe getting to a place that you need to get to, it's a confidence, it's a worthiness thing. And I've so learned that not only for me saying, pay me what I'm worth, it's about paying other people what they're worth and really being aware. And I think that is where I got my most joy last week when I had a major project come up, came up, I wrote about it on the page that I wanted the best person to do this and I was not going to skimp on paying her to do a project with me. And I was so excited about telling her how much money I could pay her, not looking for a discount, not looking for anything, just thrilled that not only was I getting paid what I am worth for this project, but being able to have someone else be in it with me and be able to pay them. That's the physical side. Now the emotional side has been tremendous.
2: I've been paying attention, Marcia, and one of the cool things I've seen going on is that Pay Me What I'm Worth, it sounds like it's like a personal development program on steroids.
5: It's personal development. It's also business building. I really decided I needed to take this class because I wasn't sure what even at the point where I was at, I really didn't even know what I wanted to do for myself.
2: This is David H. Paul. Executive Vice President at National Seizure Disorders Foundation, where we are helping people with seizure disorders, their caregivers and families to become more than a diagnosis one person at a time. You can find us at NSDF.us on the internet. Again, our website is NSDF.us are you ready for a life-changing experience? Have you wanted to become an entrepreneur but didn't know where to begin? Then the Entrepreneur Power Hour is for you. The Entrepreneur Power Hour is live every Saturday and hosted by Kareem Mays and Chris Peters. The purpose of the Entrepreneur Power Hour is to unite the world's entrepreneurs to help each other inspire hearts and minds. The Entrepreneur The Entrepreneur Power Uniting the world's entrepreneurs.